It's my favorite time of the year. When the monsters come out and play, and the children get fed razor blades. But even better, my ghoul friends arise from the dead, and we party until we drop dead again. <laughs> spooky sissies welcome back to the pod i'm daniel adams and tonight's episode rob's out for the week visiting salem but fear not jose and i will be discussing the state of fright across both coasts we'll dive into haunted items <coughs> on special guest from dragula resurrection frankie doom and of course review this week's episode buckle up for a crash landing into a giant pile of candy corn hi how are we today? Mm, I'm good. So for all of our listeners uh, who don't know, I'm actually in San Francisco right now. Um, I got here a little bit ago, a few days ago, and uh, I got here to like 80 degree weather, 80, 85 degree weather. And I have to say, I miss the autumn and the fall in New York a lot. Oh, I'm so uh, jealous because I am not here for the cold. It's starting to get so cold and it is not the gigarama llama for me. I know, I know you're not that into it, but I feel like that cold and just the leaves changing and everything really lends itself to Halloween. I guess I guess I spent so many years on the West Coast that I really am enjoying and embracing that um, that weather this year. And it just goes along with the, the spooky season and I really miss it. But I will be back before Halloween. So I my hopes are high um, that I'll return to it and I'll feel great in it again. But yes, for the meantime, I am an SF. Um, there is a little bit of Halloween decor out on the street, um, but it is pretty barren because uh, it, San Francisco isn't as open as New York is, or it doesn't feel like that anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, it feels a little apocalyptic out on the streets. You know, San Francisco's always had, um, you know, uh, challenges with homelessness, but I think because all the tech people have moved away because they're allowed to work from home and so such a huge amount of people are part of that population, that it feels way more desolate on the streets. A friend of mine here also told me that they haven't allowed like office buildings to open back up at, in, in any degree yet. So it's just at a different stage of lockdown. You know, every city's at a different stage right now and it definitely feels desolate here and spooky. That is, I'm sorry, that sucks. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You know, you just roll with the punches. Um, but I am staying at a friend's house while they're traveling. And I will say that when I got here, one of the cool things, but also really creepy, I'm going to tell you a story about this, is that they got, they went to an estate sale and they got this item. They bought this new item. And it is this, I immediately, when I saw it, I was like, this thing is 
got some spiritual energy to it, I feel like it's a legit haunted item. It is this sculpture. It's a wooden sculpture of a dog, but it is like really, really freaking creepy. And it happens to be really close to me right now where I'm sitting in the house. But um, I immediately was like, oh my God, there's some weird fucking energy fucking energy going on with this dog uh i'm pretty sure it's haunted like i can feel it immediately right oh yeah yeah for real so then um you know my the person that i came to stay at their place while they're traveling they left right and when they left i was like thinking about putting it away somewhere because i was like i'm gonna get creeped out by it i'm gonna wake up in the night and go to pee and i'm gonna get like super freaked out by it it's got these like little weird porcelain <laughs> eyes that, like, at you in a really weird way um so i kid you not right i get up to go pee the other night and it is in a different corner of the house and i got so fucking freaked out oh, right i got oh, so man. freaked out I was like, oh my God, I just closed the door to that room and I was like, I'm not going in there. I'm not going near it. I'm having, I feel like I'm having a haunted experience. That's the point in the movie when I say you gotta turn on the runnerella girl and get okay, okay. out of the house or get okay. rid of the statue. Well, let me tell you what I did. So the next day it's all bright and I'm not as spooked out anymore because it's not dark. And they have a backyard. So I took it, I covered it in a blanket and I went and put it in the backyard and I think I'm going to be okay with it out there. It hasn't moved in like two days. So hopefully I'll be okay. I'll make it back to New York. Okay. But if not, if you don't hear from me after this podcast, listeners, if I suddenly disappear, you know, it had to do with that dog. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm going to post a picture of it on our Instagram. So you guys can see, I took a picture of it right away when I got here. So you can see how Freaking creepy this thing is. <laughs> Have you ever gotten that energy from an item? Have you ever like seen something and immediately you were like, ooh, that's some spooky shit going on right there? Yeah, what you gave me for Christmas last year. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> why would I ever, why would I do that? I'm, I'm like, no, you know how I roll. I, I'm not even going to open the, fu- the, 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 the Ouija board. You're always like, oh, let's do the Ouija board. Let's do the Ouija board at my friend's house. Let's do it at, the, at my apartment. I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't go near that. I don't open up that can of worms. I'm not asking for that juju. I do love playing with a Ouija board. It's like my favorite thing to do. It's better. It's, it's really better than Clue or Monopoly or Settlers yeah, of Catan. You think it's funny now, but you're playing with fire. You are <laughs> playing with fire like Kendra Onyx, mama. It's my Settlers of Catan. I love a good board game. Sure, sure. <laughs> so what have you, since the weather is so gloomy, have you been watching any Halloween content to lift your spirits? Whatever, what's going on in your universe? What are you streaming? Well, I am, uh, I just watched um, the Dragula Resurrection, which I am like, obviously very excited to talk about t- later today. Um, and obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. I, I, I loved it. Um, and I honestly, I, what did I watch the other night? Ooh, Mother, that crazy ass fucking movie. That was fun. Never seen that. Is that like Halloween themed or is it just like demonic? Well, I guess it's not Halloween themed, but themed but it it is it is a a perfect movie to watch in the season yeah you watch it in the dark late at night and then you can't sleep for hours or what is it like that level no house isn't scary it's goofy goofy it's the goofy japanese that's like very cartoonish movie 
Oh, I thought you said mother. No, I said house. Oh, you did say mother, but you meant house. Yes, house. Okay, gotcha. Did I say mother? Yes, you did. That is... <laughs> we're gonna have to roll back the tape on that. Actually, those little white... That little white cat from, from the Japanese horror film... It's Japanese, right? Yes. There is a neighbor here who actually has a cat that looks just like it. And they invited me over to see it because they gave it a haircut recently. They gave it that <laughs> weird haircut where like the paws are puffy and the tail has a little like lion's tail and they left the mane, but the rest of it is shaved. Oh, ew. It's weird. It's so weird looking. I swear I was like looking at it from across the room and I was like, that does not feel real to me. That looks like, you know, an animatronic prop. But yeah, love house. Love the little cat, evil cat with the, with the gem green eyes from house. <laughs> Same. Um, so yeah, and Halloween Town. I've been watching the Halloween Town movies. I didn't know like there was there, like four of them at this point. Yes, love those Halloween Town movies. Watch those repetitively as a child. Same. Calabazar's Revenge is the Gigarama. I gave the new um, Netflix uh, film ha uh, Hubie Halloween a try. That's the Adam Sandler one. Hey, how was that? Uh, you know, it was cute. It was very stylish, stylistically Halloween, classic Halloween neighborhood situation, which was mm. fun. It gives you that, like, you know, that Halloween town vibe or that hocus pocus vibe or whatever. You know, Adam Sandler is like, he does a variety of characters and some of them work and some of them don't. And, you know, it's different for every person. For me, the Hubie character is like, eh, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not my favorite of his characters. And I actually haven't watched a lot of those movies in a while, but... You know, it, it put me in the spirit a little bit, which I guess is nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I watched that. Another thing that I watched, which I was cracking up at, was every year Jimmy Kimmel does this special at Halloween where he ha asks parents to tell their kids that they ate all their Halloween candy. Oh, yeah. Those are so funny. They are hilarious. And I had so much fun last night. I was watching, like, a couple of years of those. and that is so um, funny. Watching kids cry is just, nothing brings me joy quite like it. <laughs> oh my God, you know what I have been enjoying is I've been watching the Halloween episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the OG yes. one. Yes. And those have been super fun, like very, very in the mood of the, of the month. Yes, Halloween special episodes, it is the best time for those. Um, Usually the all Hey Arnold ones were fun too. Yeah, all those Nickelodeon cartoon ones are really fun. And then also Roseanne did uh, good specials every year, um, which I know you, you haven't seen those yet. So maybe there's still, there's still time left to watch those. So I'd recommend those as well. But yeah, all that stuff is just, uh, you know, now is the time to do that. Now is the time to stream all of that stuff and to, to try to get into the spooky mood, whether you're in 80 degree weather on the West Coast like me or whether you're in the rainy, cold weather like you, you know? <laughs> this week's episode is such a fun classic Tales from the Crypt tale. Oh, that's so redundant. <laughs> Did you like this week's episode, Daniel? Uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, a lot of them are about romance. We have another romance episode here. We have another love triangle, similar to last week. Um, but, you know, Terry Hatcher is phenomenal. And I love the concept of a zombie coming back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. 
That is true. So this week's episode is titled The Thing from the Grave, and it was directed by Fred Decker, who also directed RoboCop 3, Predator, and The Predator, the remake that came out in 2018. And it stars Miguel Ferrer, who's also from RoboCop, and you'll also like know him from Twin Peaks. We have Terry Hatcher and Kyle Secker, who plays the photographer. So this episode opens at a photo shoot, and we meet Devin, uh, as played by Kyle Secker, and he is taking photos of the gorgeous, beautiful model, Terry Hatcher. But he gets a little too much in her personal space. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I like getting all hot and sweaty. And so Miguel Ferrer, what's his name again? Mitch, who's also kind of like her fiance, I would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, they, are, they have an established relationship. Yeah, but like other than her manager, is he like for sure her fiance? I, th- I thought so. He's like a maniac, right? And he threatens the photographer. Devin, the photographer, approaches Terry and is like, girl... If he ever gets physical like that, or you like me help and all the Tivana mamas, come up to me and I'll give you a key to my studio and make it a safe space for you. Don't you wish more people did that? You mean offer offer us a, uh, a helping hand of safety? Yes. I wish people would do that for me. <laughs> but um, but no, what I love about this what I love about this episode is that it's very focused on supermodel, you know, the supermodel boom of the '90s, basically. I mean, this was what '91, and I think that you know Terry Hatcher is playing like, you know, at the time supermodels became these huge stars. It was a really special time in culture, and I think that this episode lends itself to that whole concept. Um, which is interesting. But one of my favorite parts is that when he does invite her to the apartment and she goes, he gives her that necklace. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, yeah, like, I totally agree. I think that, like, this was very much of the time. And I love that. And, and yeah, she does feel in peril. So she goes to Devin's house and he gives her that a haunted necklace. Look, I have some, something I'd like to give to you. An old blind lady gave this to me. She said that it was the Mayan god of truth. And if you make a promise while you're holding it, no matter what, you're gonna keep that promise. I do wish that we'd gotten a little more into the history of this necklace. Like, why did this random ass photographer have like a haunted necklace? I don't know. I didn't need to know. I, I, I loved it just as it was. All it was was like two lines that described that it was like this powerful item. I mean, a very, I'm very much into like powerful, haunted, magical items. I think that's a really interesting concept. So it was enough for me. It sold me. Okay, fair enough. I guess it was a really, really short episode. The Crypt Keeper intros and outros were really long and like the story was kind of like really yeah, short. Yeah, it's a very simple, it's a very simple story. It's a very yeah. simple story, but it's fun if you don't want to like, you know, invest a lot of time. It's a fun little story to just, you know, pop into or whatever. What happens next is that plot twist. Mitch was spying in the car outside while she was at Devin's studio. He knew all along where she was going. Yes. The jealous lover always watching. It's a common theme. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Especially the way he was acting during the photo shoot. I know, right? He's like a really awful character. So 
Mitch calls Devin the photographer and tells him that he and Stacy had a fight and she is hiding in a cabin and not doing well. So Devin goes to the cabin and Mitch shoots him in a jealous rage. Dios mío, baby. Yes, murder, murder, such a common theme. Horrible, horror. I know, like, people, like, straight people, like, are really fucking insane. <laughs> so after he murders him, he goes back into the cabin, and then he's talking to her while she's tied up, and, and you know, um, she's aware now that he's completely insane and that he murdered somebody, and he actually reveals it to her, and he says he's buried in the back. I should warn you, there really isn't any point in... Uh calling on your sweetheart because Romeo isn't going to save you this time. Do you want to know why? Well, it's because I buried him in the woods outside. That's why. Yep, he's dead and he's buried and he's rotting in the fucking ground right now. Basically what happens is, is that she gets kidnapped by this man who is insanely jealous. Who has killed the photographer who she was being sort of romantic with. Obviously like had a crush on, had some sort of relationship developing. And he is in a jealous rage. He's killed the photographer. He's tied her up. He's told her that- Yes, a week later, he ties her up and tells her that he's buried right there in their backyard. And then he is going to kill her. He's strangling. He's like ready to like get done with with, with the girl. But then who comes out? Pero el zombie, the photographer. Yes, because the necklace that he gave created immortal bond between the two of them. And he came back to rescue her from this lunatic. I killed you, God damn it! I fucking killed you! And brings him with his grave and buries both of them while one of them is alive and Terry Hatcher lives on and gets to make other things, huh? She's the final girl. Yeah, she's the final girl. She didn't have to do anything, really. She's the final girl and they killed each other. They did yeah. They did a favor, both of them. I know, right? She like, she probably got out of that cabin like, oh, Dios mío, both of, these men are crazy. He just walks away. <laughs> with a pretty yeah. necklace. Yeah, it's great. It's one of the it's one of the endings of Tales from the Crypt that I'm more content with because I like that both of the both of these men um, you know, ended up in the grave and she's the only one that gets to go on living her life. I agree. It is a great ending for Terry Hatcher and not a lot of Tales from the Crypt endings are great. <laughs> exactly. At least so far. Oh, what a fun episode. I'm thinking, should we say hi to our guest? Yes, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. I am so excited. We're going to take a very short break and we'll be right back. We are so, so, so excited because, like we mentioned earlier, we're obsessed with Dragula's Resurrection that just came out. And so we have a very, very special guest this episode. The one, the only top three from season one of Dragula and Dragula's Resurrection, Frankie Doom. Hey, Frankie Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so happy to have you. So, oh my God, before we jump into all the details about Resurrection, um, I- I'm so happy that you're back on our TV sets. 
I just have to say. Um, but before we hop into that, I, I want to congratulate you. I just saw that you and Christina celebrated a 13-year anniversary this summer. Yeah, it's been a lucky number 13. Which is I can't so even remember, like, not knowing him, but I don't feel like it's been that long. It's crazy. Like, time flies, you know, when you're happy, I guess. Oh, <laughs> yes. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, we worked together a couple of years ago, and I got to meet Christina. Y'all both came over to record with me, and um, I had no idea that you guys had been together so long, and it, and it warms the dark, cold cockles of my dead heart to see that two freaks have, you know, are in it for the long haul together. So, <laughs> I so think when you're, both, when you're both fucking uh, trashy sluts and monsters, it just works out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, how is your Halloween season going? How are you right now? What are you up to? It feels so weird to be, like, not scaring people or not, like, doing what I usually do, you know? Like, usually this is my time that I come back from working in the summer in Alaska, and I'm like, okay, I'm back. Let's get back into drag, and let's start touring and going to different places and performing, and there hasn't been much of that. And Or I work at Not Scary Farm, and I get to, like, scare people, like, in, in a theme park. And um, I haven't done it in a few years because of Dracula and because of being busy, but... This year was, I was going to set aside a few days and kind of make it work out in the schedule. So I was going to come back to scare people for a few days. And I was really excited. And now it's not happening. So that kind of sucks. But aside from that, it's been really fun to work on the Dragula Resurrection that kind of made Halloween happen for me, it felt like. Because I got to wear costumes and have fun. And um, I've been looking around at little haunts here and there, like in the area that are horrifying to go to and get scared in a safe distance. <laughs> For our listeners, um, I'm I'm in San Francisco right now. Jose is in New York. Where are you at at the moment? I'm in LA. I am fascinated because my favorite thing to do is scare people. So like, <laughs> I am like, I'm like you. That sounds like the best job to do to like just jump at people and terrify them. It really is. I I mean, I got to be a a, a fucking gay clown. Like, I I didn't know what to do. I. I Went to the audition. They had like one spot left. And I said, fuck it, I'm going in. I thought I wasn't going to get it. I thought my boyfriend was going to get it. My boyfriend's a clown all the time. And I walked in. I said, hi, I'm a homo clown. I'm just going to fucking be hitting on the daddies. No fucks. Like, whatever. And I think I just like threw myself on the floor and crawled like a crazy person. And was just like saying really slutty things. And before I knew it, they just messaged me like, you got it. You're in. So I wore the tiniest shorts. And I was just like, you know, in a little onesie that was like itty bitty and like a big old axe. So I scared all the ladies, all the kids. But all like, it was weird to like see the bigger bear dudes that come to the theme park and be like yo what's your grinder you know so it was weird to get hit on so much like in a costume but it was cool you know oh my god and I'd, I'd be like look at people <laughs> you got to scare people you got paid and you got trade and i got to seduce and that was, it was cool <laughs> like the, the ideal job i'm gonna come to some Knoxbury at some point and get me you should <laughs> the monsters are hot <laughs> what Maybe um, not under your... their masks, but in theory, fucking somebody in a mask is really hot. So just don't take off a mask. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> in your opinion, what is, like, the best way to scare people? Like, what's the one that, like, always gets them? Oh, I love sneaking up on people. I come from behind them, and I just, like, jump out of somewhere with a big weapon. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites was I saw this, this bigger lady on a phone, and she was, like, having this mad conversation, like, in the middle of the park. And I came from around her. And I just jumped in her face, I remember, and I turned the corner. She screamed so loud, she threw her phone in the air and she punched me in the face. And um, she ripped the nose off my mask. So I like flew back and fell on my ass. 
it hurt, but it was the funniest moment ever because I fucked her up and she beat the shit out of me and it was just so funny. <laughs> that was like that was like a badge of honor, getting my ass knocked out by some big lady. That's so funny. <laughs> I like to sneak up on Daniel and scare him sometimes too. <laughs> oh, I love scaring everybody. My boyfriend does that to me all the time. We scare each other constantly or like whoever's around the house. Say, and I think one of the like, coolest things ever was, okay, so I'm like the hugest Elvira fan. And yes. not. So where my scare zone is, is her zone. So every single day I get to see Elvira like walk down and wave at everyone and talk to everyone and go to her like meet and greets and stuff. And there were times that, like she would come out out of drag and nobody would recognize her. And she would just be like, hey, and she would smile and like wave because she knew that we knew who she was. And she was like, don't say anything like shh. And like just walk through people. And how could no one recognize her? She looks the same. She's just not wearing a black wig. How's your head? I haven't had any complaints yet. I don't know. It was crazy. <laughs> but it was it was cool to see like my idol like every day. <laughs> that is so awesome. We love Elvira here. She's yeah. amazing. It's all about the boobs. So have you been doing a lot of the drag queens are doing the streaming shows? Have you been doing that kind of thing? Yeah. Um oh my god, this quarantine has been so crazy. So um, I'm okay with being home for a while, but then I get so crazy and I'm ready to go back to Alaska and work. And this year they laid us off because, you know, COVID. So at first it was so much fun to like, I guess, put up a green screen and get all crazy and make videos. And then after like two months in, I was like, this is really boring. I don't do this anymore. Like I'm tired. Like I'm getting like cabin fevery of being home, but no, it was fun. I think I did some of my funnest work. Like my favorite movie is The Exorcist. What an excellent day for an exorcism. And I've performed as Reagan numerous times and like bars and clubs and stuff, but I wanted to recreate the film. So it actually happened perfectly. It's, I call it my masterpiece performance and I have it. It's a video. We, we did a mix for it and everything. There's like talking parts. There's music parts. Uh, my friend came and he was like a hot priest and like, I think it was a jog strap and like a little top and like a harness. We actually used a Bible, holy water, crosses, and my boyfriend shot the whole thing in my bedroom with like strobe lights and in one shot. So it's kind of, he kind of walked around the room and I did the whole Reagan thing being strapped to my bed and like jumping up and down on the bed and I killed the priest and it was just really sexual and cool. <laughs> and it looked so realistic that when I released it, they had to edit the death part because I murdered the priest and he never got back up. And on, um, what is that, uh, Twitch, you can't show death. So they had oh. to like cut it off because he looked like he really died. Stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like my masterpiece. I oh, got that to sounds make that. so fun. I want to see And that. then another one that I just did was, um, I did Mariah Carey's My All because I wanted to get like the nostalgia and it looked all glamorous but I was a vampire woman and I killed my friend and he was like a dead body with like white contacts. It looked like a really gross corpse. So it was total necrophilia, just like dry humping this like dead body the whole time. <laughs> it was cool. I love that. I love I'm, that enjoying, I'm enjoying great. living my fantasies out like with digital drag for now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what was, um, if you're allowed to talk about it, the timeline for recording, um, for recording Resurrection, what month was that? Oh my God. Um, it was in the middle of the summer. I don't know if I can give exact details. I'll tell you that my, my filming time was the fucking heat wave of a century and it was 115 fucking degrees and I had to film my shit and I was soaking fucking wet. Like uh -huh. it was a level of moisture I've never had in my life. And I didn't think it could be moist in those places, but I was, Get and it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> I have a question. Did they, what did they tell you? 
did you know who else was going to be competing in the resurrection episode um no not at first no um it was just here's what we're going to do this is how it's going to work um are you in and basically here's the timeline you have here's the stuff you have to work on and let's just get it done so it was kind of like okay i'm so it was kind of cool because i was on season one and i felt like season one was so different from two and three and the budgets and I was so looking forward to like walking in and being in air conditioning and walking into like the, the room with everybody else and be like, I made it. Like, I'm not in some trailer somewhere. I made it into this like beautiful room and somehow I got cheated out of that again. <laughs> so I didn't get no AC. No, but um, it was cool. It was cool to be home though. It was totally different, but a comfort of like being in your home and having your stuff at your disposal, not having to forget something or freak out about it. And Having it be drama-less was really cool because you know, there's also that TV drama of I hate you or I don't know you and I can't stand you and all that bullshit that happens with like reality television where people just kind of put on something to like get more airtime. Right. This, I mean, granted, this, if this I didn't, if I didn't like somebody, to be some drama them. in there. You know, you know, like if I didn't like somebody, I would have told you I don't care, but I don't have to make it up for the camera. I would have just kicked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was cool to kind of more so focus on the art and focus on your creations, you know? And making it be about what you bring to the table as a monster. Are you able to tell us when you got, like, you know, when the episode opens, like, you all get, like, a Zoom call or whatever, and you're in drag, and, like, the bullies mm-hmm. are, like, saying, like, welcome, like, y'all failed miserably. You Were you actually seeing the bullies right there? So we all did our things separately because they traveled to us. Like, that, for example, was my reaction to finding out who's going to be on and finding out some stuff. So I was dressed and they were there. Oh, and it cool. was it was kind of crazy to find out who else is gonna be competing against me and who's gonna be there the whole time. It was kind of like, fuck, okay, well, some people I was kind of like, okay, cool. I don't know them personally, or I think they're really cool. And then once I said Victoria Black, I was like, son of a bitch. Okay, the queen of prosthetics, like, all right. I'm, I'm confident in what I brought, but I'm a little nervous because she's a fucking a powerhouse. Like. The bitch of the workshop, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, she was really good. Yeah. So and I love her. I love what she does. Before we jump into the spoiler part of the conversation, I was going to ask, when you did find out who the competitors were, who was your biggest competition? So Victoria, it sounds like, was one of those people. Was there anyone else who you were, like, thinking, um, oh, my competition? I don't know much about, I didn't know much about Saint. So I saw her on season three and she went home kind of quickly. So I didn't know much about her. You never know. It's kind of like a mixed bag, which she can and can't bring. You know what I mean? So for me, it was kind of like, I don't know. I'm not going to like think about it because she's outside of my, my realm. I don't know her too well. Um, same with Priscilla. I don't know much about her. I think she's gorgeous. I, I love what she does too. But again, I don't know her that well, but I did love what she brought. Like, I think I loved her Halloween characters, which did the Frankenstein. That was the shit for me. And I'm a, I'm a trash queen. So I was like, we're going to get along. But um, smoking through the Ken- nose. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Kendra's my sister. I've known Kendra since I was like 18 years old. We go way back. So I was excited for her, but I was like, I can take Kendra. I can take all these people down. I have, I'm not afraid. Um, Loris is amazing. I, I wasn't afraid either. She's really cool. Everyone has their stuff, but I feel like Frankie's strong and I have, I have my blood, my gore, my tits, my persona. And when they mentioned Dolly and Victoria, I was like, son of a bitch. All right. Dolly's hot as fuck and he's weird as fuck and he has a cool aesthetic. And Victoria is just the queen of fucking special effects. So those two were the ones that I felt like, all right, they're going to give me a run for my money, but I think I could, I could um, stand with them, you know? 
And I think I did. I think I did a really good job. And congratulations. I love the critiques that I got. You were so good. You were so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, listeners, if you don't want anything spoiled for you, pause the podcast, go watch the episode, and then (laughs) because we're going to break everything down and talk about it all. All right? So, spoilers. Earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, your looks. Oh my God. So in the competition, what they asked was that each of the queens do a, a witch, a ghost, and a vampire look. Okay. And so, all of your looks were very prosthetic heavy. So to hear that you were in massive heat, like I know what that feels like to be in heat, <laughs> in a prosthetic, and then in heat. That's nuts. That is crazy. And then of course it's in pads and fucking tights. Yes, oh my of god! Course, of course, of course. <laughs> would you say that that was the hardest part of the experience, or what would you say was the hardest part of this iteration of Dragula? I will say I'm. I hate the fucking heat. Like in general, I'm just not a happy person in the sunlight or in the heat. I love to tan though; it's crazy. But yeah, no, I'm just. Not, I, I haven't been in LA for a summer in the last five years. I've been gone to Alaska, so I'm always in like a colder weather or somewhere chill so this was just a big slap in the dick to like be somewhere really hot for, for the first the time guy, in a while and like good kind of slap sweat everywhere <laughs> yeah, you know it was a gentle tap no but um so that was the hardest part for me i think just oh my god i'm fucking melting i'm sweating this was really uncomfortable like it was hard um i think also my first time on i choked at the end when i got to the finale i feel like it's just my headspace i wasn't in the right headspace i wasn't ready for such a fun competition so when it came down to it, I felt like I had no plans, no ideas. I kept changing my ideas for the finale to the last second, to where the day before I was having people sew things and fix things and whatever. So at the end, I feel like I never got to fully show what I wanted because it wasn't all finished because it was just so all over the place. So this time when I got my details of you have to do this, this and that, I immediately went my, with my gut and picked the three things that popped in my head immediately. And that was the Grand High Witch, La Llorona, and I wanted to be an ancient-looking bat. And I was like, that's what we're doing. That's where we're going to go, and it's going to be fully done. It's going to be perfect. And Did they give you a lot of prep time, or was it, was it a crunch to prepare your looks? Uh, we, had a, we, ha- we had a week per look to get it together. Oh, okay. Sounds decent. Did you, were you happy with that? It's, well, it's, it's a good time. I mean, I had nothing else to do. I was home, so <laughs> it, was, like, it was a full week of getting down but it's stressful because you know also it was the okay how many weeks we have all right this is how much time okay but like we're in a pandemic so amazon is great but it some shit doesn't get here right away you know what i mean and then going down to downtown la was kind of scary because everything's closed and i'm looking for lashes and i'm looking for fabrics and you know all masked up so nobody could see me and trying to like not catch like the rona coronavirus mm-hmm. but so it was it was kind of nerve-wracking but it was cool i got all the stuff that i needed in time and everything perfectly worked out what was your favorite part of the experience my favorite part i think was getting another shot to be back and um on a show that has a budget this time so there's people that can actually hear me talk and kind of get to know me better because the first time there was there wasn't that much of a crew we were so many people where there was so much going on we're all learning from how, how to get things done that there wasn't a lot of interaction with us i guess in a sense so I feel like you didn't get a sense of who I was. When I watch season one, there's some parts that I speak and some parts that I have, but when I get to the end, it's very like, wow, who's this girl that made it to the end? Who the fuck is this Frankie person? We're watching the whole season and all of a sudden she's here and she's amazing and she's at the end, you know? So um, I'm glad that you got to know me better. I'm glad you got to hear me talk and 
kind of get my humor because I'm ridiculous and I love to talk a lot and just joke and be funny and laugh. So, you know, like my chonklas, you got to see me my chonklas climbing oh my into God. the fence. That killed me. <laughs> that was so good because, yes, la chancleta. La chancla. <laughs> and I'm a big girl trying to get into a fucking hole in a fence with my chonklas. I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> it was cool though. <laughs> what I love is that like Frankie, the character of Frankie is just so larger than life and so camp and like such a bodacious babe. It's like Frankie is like one of those characters, like one of those people that you want to go to the after party with. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that, that is why. And I was so excited that you were on resurrection and and you know you did not go on to season four but at the end of this i was like i'm still holding out for a possible all-stars or whatever and you right, know right when they said that i was like okay well do i get the invitation too because bitch i brought it <laughs> you know like right. would you I want to live have to wanted fight her to again be on season four i would have loved to have done it um it would have been cool to come back i felt like kind of like being the shangela that gets to come out of the box and like scare everybody but like i want to come out of a coffin of course <laughs> right. I love that. Ooh, yes. Here for um, it. I mean, they were definitely heavy-handed and hinting at an all-stars, all-monster season or whatnot. And so, you know, it's like the, you're available, right? Like, you told them that you're available. Oh, them. I'm open to it. Definitely. I, yeah. I, I, I would love to come back. I'll come yeah. back as many times as they want me to come back. I love to compete. Um, I think that's something I forgot how much I enjoyed. And then doing it again and actually competing and then watching the fucking show, like, yeah, it was fun, again, to just see all of that and see my work come to life and see myself alive again on television. It's very magical. When did you get to see the, um, that, did you get to see a cut of it before it premiered on Shudder? No, I watched it with all of you at the same time. Oh, wow. I was an, I was an emotional fucking wreck and I cried the whole time like a, like a baby. Oh my God. <laughs> did you have to like start a free trial on Shudder to watch it? No, I actually already had one because I love scary movies and I love scary shit. So I, I was like, I'll just try it. And I've had it for a few months. And honestly, I can't stop watching it. All I've been watching is the Eli Roth um, so history good. of horror. Yeah. So good. so good. Yeah, yeah. I like Fangirl the other day because I posted about it and he shared my story. And I was like, oh my God, he like knows who I am. He knows that I exist for like a second. Oh, I want to suck his dick while Hostel plays in the background. Um, so bad. He gets me really hot. Like <laughs> anal for sure. Right? Oh. <laughs> and you yeah. know he you, you know he he's not afraid to go there too so. no hit me a little bit hurt me it's fine i'm okay with pain i'm actually really into it so it's perfectly fine <laughs> i've been recently discovering how much pain i like <laughs> so when you watched it what were some of your what were some of your competitors favorite looks i well i loved everything victoria brought i loved her uh, not ghost i loved her zombie <laughs> right i thought it was fucking stunning. Um, I love the work that she does. I love the body painting. And it makes me mad that I'm not like 10 pounds. Because if I was 10 pounds, I'd be fucking scarier too. But, you know, nobody's scary and dead is fat. <laughs> I'm just thick. I can't help it. I got too much ass. But um, I loved all her looks. I did love Dolly's bat, vampire creature. And I think it was his second one. The thing he did in red, the ghost. Mm -hmm. That was really cool to me. I thought it was really interesting. It kind of gave me Marilyn Manson vibes of like the nobody's video kind of. Yeah. Um, I love Kendra's fire breathing and I love the like gown she was wearing for her ghost, like the loofah gown. Yeah, that was so pretty. But honestly, my favorite was mine because I loved my Rona gown. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up scared as fuck of La Llorona. 
I was like, See, I, I didn't. Wanna... I thought it was. I thought it was so fun. But my grandma was very like, you know, if you're a bad kid, the fucking floor is gonna open up and it's gonna eat you, and you know, the devil's coming, and there's um, a chango that's gonna come get you. This big ass monkey's gonna come out of nowhere and carry you away, and. Lyota's gonna come take you. And I was like, well, where the fuck is she then? Let me see her. Bring her to me. I'm acting a fool. Tell her to come. Yeah, you know? why is she crying though? Right. Why is she mad? Fuck kids. I hate them. So <laughs> start a new life, girl. They're gone. You know? Um, so that was fun to kind of reference that. And things are supposed to be scary, but I just really always enjoyed. And that was a cool character to bring to life. Are Especially you all like, on like a on like a group text and stuff? With them? Yeah. The girls? Now, yeah. Not like during anything. We didn't talk at all. Like none of us did anything until like, I think a couple of days before we were like, all right, what's happening? We're going to watch it together. Let's see what happens. And right. everybody is super supportive and super cool and like super nice to each other, which is kind of awesome. That's awesome. And now since, since everyone watched it as it premiered on Shudder and everything, y'all, y'all were all on that thread together, I'm guessing, as soon as it came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm guessing they had you all record, I mean, obviously, they had you all record deaths so that it was, it was a surprise to everybody Yeah. who got on season four. Gotcha. Oh, my God. The, the, those moments, those final moments were the hardest because here it, it all culminates down to this moment of, like, well, who's going to die? Who's going to win? Who's going to live? Who's going to win? You know? And I'm watching, like, myself pick up the tape, and I'm like, fuck, I'm dead. But then I saw everyone else do it, too, and I thought, like, okay, so everyone's still in. We're all going to die, maybe, or we're all, someone's not going to die. I don't know. And as I'm watching it, I just, mind you, I'm sitting in my room in full drag with my mom and like my friends and we're all just having a moment. And I'm trying to live like this beautiful, like glamorous moment that I've already cried off. And um, once I saw my eyes start to bleed or like my, my mouth start to bleed, I was like, fuck, I'm dead. I lost. It's over. And I like lost it for like a second. Like I just needed to like collect myself because I cried like a baby for like a minute. And it just sucked because I really wanted to win. I really wanted this to be my moment. And come back but I mean there'll be other other chances I hope and that'll be super awesome I feel like I did a great job I'm super happy with what I brought to the table um and I love my critiques I got super awesome critiques minus the reference to the witches I didn't really care for I guess but other than that um everything else was really really solid and I really really love it and I love my witch so I'm glad I did it <laughs> and, you know, these days with these drag competitions the more exposed the more opportunities that you have to be on the show is really where you win because the yeah. continuing your trajectory, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like- Exactly. Yeah. So bring me back again. I'm ready to fight again. Yes. <laughs> yes. I gotta save up some money though, because that shit's expensive to make all that shit. But yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> right. But I do have to say my favorite moment of the entire um, resurrection, really, I love that ending. Like that Orville Peck song and like everyone's eyes just like glaring, like Priscilla looked gorgeous dying like i want to watch her <laughs> die every day oh my god i was dying and my side boob was just screaming out of my shirt i was like oh my god it's all just side tit just like <laughs> like when you threw up and fell i loved it i thought it was <laughs> so pretty so well done my death was cool i i like that i i died a little extra <laughs> i think that i'm always like, extra <laughs> after watching i was like damn she got the best death because i saw some other people that just kind of like plopped like you know if you're very, dying <laughs> yeah it was very a mix of halloween three and the ring kind of right oh my god totally i when i saw the we didn't see the video because we didn't really have ones it was just kind of like you're just gonna die whatever when i saw the little pumpkin i was like oh my god silver shamrock and i could just like hear it in my head happy, happy halloween 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 happy happy halloween silver shamrock <laughs> the happy happy halloween song 
<laughs> we have very mixed feelings about that movie in this podcast. Either we really love it or we really hate it. Yeah, what do you think about it? As an independent film, like if it wasn't connected to the, if it wasn't connected to Halloween, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I thought it was a good movie. Like I watch, I actually do watch it. <laughs> I watch yeah. it a lot, actually. I watched it a few times recently. Well, it's very fitting because it was the OG anthology concept, right? Like they, they, they yeah. tried and then people just were not having the lack of Michael Myers. So um, that's a great segue. And I personally don't like children. So watching them all get like mutilated by the television was great for me. I enjoyed it. <laughs> there you go yeah i was just saying that like one of the funnest things is to watch kids cry i was talking about um right before you hopped on we were talking about the uh jimmy kimmel yearly thing that he does where he has parents tell their kids that they ate all the oh candy. my god yeah with the candy yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the best things ever that's so funny um but yeah so the anthology of season of the witch is a great segue into uh tales from the crypt and so let's talk about this week's episode. I know that you were able to um, give it a watch, which is Oh great. my God. I love Terry Hatcher. So it was cool to see her like as a youngin because I'm used to rewatching Desperate Housewives and she's a little older there. <laughs> but still um, hot as fuck. She's always hot. Did you watch a lot of Tales from the Crypt like when you were Growing younger? Up, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember, well, I've always been a horror junkie and my, my parents worked and stuff and I would always crash at my grandparents' house a lot. So my grandma doesn't speak English, so she doesn't really know what the fuck I was doing. She was just, you're a kid, have fun, watch stuff. All I remember is making toast and always watching fucking Tales from the Crypt or stuff at night. <laughs> I love to butter toast and eat toast and watch Tales from the Crypt. Um, it was really creepy for a kid. Now that I watch it now, I think it's so cheesy and funny and campy and I love it, but... It used to freak me out. And honestly, to get sexual with you for a second, Billy Zane <laughs> is like my, my all like time like crush of my life. And he's in a few episodes. I think in season two, he's in them too. But then Ooh. when he did Demon Knight, the movie, I'm sorry, that, was my sexual, my, that was my sexual awakening. And that was the first time I ever beat off to anything. And it was Billy Zane as a demon. Wow, that is amazing. So, tell yeah, me the I crypt is special in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, he, hasn't, he hasn't come up in season two yet, but most people will probably know him as the villain from Titanic. Right? Like, yeah, I, wa I want him to slap me across the face. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and chase you with a gun. That makes me mad, girl. That, that movie makes me angry. I was like, uh, he's hot, he's rich, he fucking has everything. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> and he'll hit you. What's wrong with you? Stupid. So stupid. Um, so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Why'd you do that, huh? You're so stupid, Rose. Um, yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun going back and watching Tales from the Crypt because there are so many amazing uh, actors who pop up that we know from like huge, you know, huge work now, years later. But back then, yeah. they were doing an episode here or there with like a director that they knew or a producer that they knew or whatever. The show was really pulled together by all these directors and producers calling in favors and stuff like that. And they're, some just, they're just really fun stories. They are. There's just so many fun stories that are just ridiculous. And they're so fun to watch. Yeah. I love having them on. And the makeup, the blood, the, it's just so fun. <laughs> it feels like, so, like a lot of friends just got together and made something really, really fucking ridiculous. And it was such a good time. And it happened to be a hit, you know? It's very that. <laughs> so speaking of, um, what do you think of tonight's episode? It, um, the thing from the grave. <laughs> 
I thought it was cute. I thought it was really fun. I, like I said, I loved Harry Hatcher and I loved how dopey she was and just so like bimbo. Um, the photographer guy was cute. <laughs> I mean, I would have, I would have totally had enough to happen. We would have had, and um, that dude, that the guy that plays her boyfriend or husband or whatever, her fiance, he's always an asshole in movies. He's always a fucking dick. I said whenever I see him, I'm like, I don't really care for you. But it was good. It was cool, and I love yes, that Miguel Ferrer. He, he looked like a cheesy little monster when he came back, and I love that he like took the guy down. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you know you're you're a model yourself, and what I'd like to ask you is, have you ever had a photographer come on to you at a photo shoot and gift you like a necklace, invite you over, anything like that? Any stories to tell? Not yet. Surprisingly, <laughs> have you come on to the photographer? Always. <laughs> <laughs> on or in no. the photographer. Oh my god. I, I just had I, I just had a photo shoot with Loris recently and um the photographer was super cool and we were talking about, you know, both having like a love for Alaska. He goes and photographs bears and that's really fucking awesome. So we were talking about going sometime if we do keep like our friendship happening or whatever and work again together. Like it'd be cool to go to Alaska together and go uh, to Kodiak and photograph bears. Oh, and when oh. I heard, and then I saw he drove the a The animal, not like, the person. Bears live here. Big fat, hairy fat with dicks. Right. Yeah. So I was like, you have a Porsche. You're a cute older man. And you want to take me on a trip? Let's do this. I was like, my boyfriend and I will smash you. It'll be, it'll be a great time. All three of us will have a great time. Yes. <laughs> Frankie and husband, or boyfriend and slash husband are available for dates and propositions, it sounds like. We're both skanky boys. So <laughs> we're both skanky boys. So if you're a cute boy, we'll take you home. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hairy and tattooed, it's on. Yes, extra points, extra points. <laughs> we were talking about haunted items earlier and there's actually a haunted item featured in this episode, the necklace. Um, have you ever, uh, you know, seen an item, maybe something at somebody's house or something and, and immediately known like, oh, there's some weird juju energy coming off of this thing. Not so much an item, but like just a house in general, like walking into someone's house is just like this fucking house is dark sided. Um, yeah my house actually is haunted or was for a while and um i've had friends come over and they say that like once they walk in my house they just feel that energy really and feel that darkness yeah it's cool my boyfriend said so too he didn't feel comfortable coming in and like doing laundry on his own because oh. it felt really heavy to be mm -hmm. here sometimes and um i feel like a lot of that stuff kind of preys on your dark moments in life you know and there was a time when like my, my family was going through a hard time and then me myself was going through a hard time and there was just a lot going on. So it feels like that's when it doors started closing on their own. And my mom mm. said, my mom, my mom used to see um, something dark walking in the hallway. Wow. Um, my sister, my sister said she experienced someone pulling her blankets and like touching her legs. What is it like and with a house like that? Does, how do you feel? It doesn't happen anymore. So I feel like I'm, I'm okay now, but there, it was really, really scary for a minute. And, I would tell my dad, I mean, you know, you know, dads, that's not real. You're just making it up. Shut up. Go, go to sleep, like whatever. And there'd be times when, like I would go to bed or like try to sleep and there'd be something watching me sleep and it would freak me out. So I ended up naming him Dennis because I saw him so fucking often. And I stopped sleeping in my bedroom because he used to make me nervous. I'd sleep in the TV room and watch TV. And um, he caught on to my tricks and he would eventually just come to watch me sleep there. And it was like really weird. So 
my parents would be like, you're making it up. You know what? If you ignore it, it'll go away, like whatever. And it became like a personal thing because my grandma would see, she would say that it was me. Something that looked just like me would walk into the room and poke at her when she was asleep. And then she'd wake up and she would see me and I'd walk out of the room. But when she would go to the room, I'd be asleep. So I thought that was weird. And then I've had friends that would come over that said they would see me walk into a bedroom and they'd follow me in and then I'd be gone. Oh my God. So whatever it was, I like to take on my form. And I've spent the night at friends' houses and they said that the thing that watched me sleep would watch them sleep. I know. Holy shit. Wow. Is this still in, is this house still in your family? We were still living here. <laughs> oh my god what oh, but that's you exposed dennis to frankie and then dennis kind of backed off a little bit yeah i think he, I, I think he figured she was too much woman uh-huh. she's a lot, she's a lot you scarier. scared dennis away well, i she feel like demons out. and scary things want to possess you but when you're open to it they're kind of like oh i guess this isn't fun anymore you don't care right. <laughs> you know what i mean i have a fear to feed off of i suppose right. I'm, I'm the demon queen in this house girl i wear the horns <laughs> in this house but um it kind of slowly kind of started going away. And I think as like the clouds went away and I kind of, me personally, I got sober off of like drugs that I was doing at the time and just all the family stuff kind of worked out and everything kind of just settled down. It felt like everything slowly kind of just got to normal and there was nothing to really feed on. We're all happy. We're having a good time now. So it kind of went away. Right. Here and there, I get like, I get that tickle in the back of my neck where I'm like, ooh, something's in here. It's kind of creepy, but I don't think it has the power to like grab stuff anymore. Every 27 <laughs> years. You know, well, it sounds like you've lived there for a few years. Um, so you've been there for a few Halloweens then. Do you feel like yeah. that it's more powerful on the day that the veil is thinner? Um, even if it was, I could tell you I can't give it attention because I'm too busy getting ready. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if there was shit flying around, I'd be like, you need to calm down. I'm trying to put my wig on. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I have a party to be at and I'm not going to be late. You're like, I don't mind you messing with my sleep, but when you start messing right. with the coin, I remember at, we one have point, a problem. at one point when I would see it, like watch me sleep all the time, I'd be like, girl, get in the bed then, sis, go to sleep. Like, there's room for two. I have a fucking big ass bed. That's what my grandma used to say to the ghost that used to watch her sleep when I was a little kid. <laughs> my grandma had a similar story. My grandma is la bruja too. Like, she yeah. used to give me ayahuasca growing up and shit. And she would, she was like, hey, there's someone watching me sleep. And then like one night she was like, stop breathing because you, I can't sleep. Like, Shut the fuck up and keep watching. And, like, it stopped. I think the, scar- the scariest thing that ever happened was I would see it so often that I wanted it to talk to me. I was like, if you're going to be here, at least fucking talk. Let's have, like, a conversation. And I remember being like, just say something. Say something. And eventually I heard something pop in my ear and just say, are you scared? And I heard it very clearly in, like, a really low voice. Horrified me. I was fucking horrified. Like I don't play. I don't play with that sort of thing. Jose likes to pull out the Ouija board. I think we found a new house that you can bring the Ouija board to. I love <laughs> a Ouija board girl. Fuck settlers of Catan. And there was like, yeah, there was like random things that would happen. Like doors would close, things would like move around. Um, the lights would flicker in the whole house at different places. It was weird. And then it kind of just pieced out. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Well. Wow. Right. <laughs> Y'all are brave to be there, to stay there. <laughs> um, do you have any plans for Halloween this year? I know everything obviously is, is upended and every, everything. Are you doing anything, you and Christina? Um, well, I have a gig out of town. So I'm going to be in Nebraska for a few days. And then I think we're gonna come, I'm going to come back. We're going to go to this thing called the 17th Door. That's a haunted attraction here and get scared 
It's super gross. Um, they have a room with, my biggest fear is roaches too. I can't do bugs, they make me uncomfortable. So they have a room full of bugs and oh. they put them on your back and they put them on your arms and they're like those big beetles and big roaches. But if you react, of course they're gonna fuck with you. So I just stand there in like horror as they touch me with it and I'll make it through. My boyfriend can't, he freaks the fuck out and screams and runs and it's like crazy. So I love to watch him like freak out. <laughs> That's fine, so you guys are going to, it's a haunt then. Yeah, so we're gonna do that. I think it's, they're socially distancing it to so like smaller groups and you go through and they clean it every half an hour, I guess, as you go through in the times. But it's cool, I like that one a lot. It's, it, it's 17 doors, 17 different rooms, 17 different scary things that happen to you and it's weird. I think last year they had a room where uh, you walk in and you shoot other people with like these pellets. And then you turn the corner and after two rooms later, you're the ones that are getting hit with the fucking pallets. Like uh, you have other yeah. people like the firing squad. So it's kind of cool. There's coffins you get into and you get electrocuted and stuff. So there's plenty to go on and there's plenty to get scared of. So I want to go experience some fear. And then on Halloween, um, all my drag family is getting together because we all live really close to each other. And we're just going to go to a party and perform. Very fun. So, it's a very small, I guess, someone's birthdays. And she's like, yeah, just come. We're going to do a number. We'll all hang out together. So I think we're just going to hang out together and be drag queens and be scary. <laughs> that sounds great. I want to do a haunted house. I'll be Leatherface or something. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'll be a hood yes, rat Leatherface. I loved your Leatherface look on Instagram. That, that was so fun to do. I, um, Dude, Dragula really opened me up to wanting to fuck around with special effects more again, like I used to, because it's been a while and I got kind of comfortable with like pretty wigs and glitter. And it was fun to play with prosthetics and make prosthetic boobs and make prosthetic body parts. And now I have this whole like thing where I want to be the Ed Gein of drag and just wear other body parts all the time. So I, I made a vest that's like skin, it's like latex skin, so it feels really realistic. And I glued on breasts to it and I just painted it all ugly and gross. Like it's all bloody and someone else's that I'm wearing. So I got to make that. And then I made the leather face mask the same way with like latex and stuff. And I painted my makeup on it. So it's kind of cool. I like it. I like wearing other body parts. <laughs> so wait, are, so you said that you're going to be performing. Is there, is there a place that your fans can go, I guess, in Nebraska or, where, or wherever? Are you, is there anywhere that you're performing? Yeah, I'm actually going to perform at the Max in uh, Omaha, Nebraska on okay. Saturday. So that'll Sweet. be fun, and I can't wait. I've never been there. I've, I've performed there so many times, but never at the Max. I always perform somewhere else. So it's cool to check that place out. And my friend of mine is the queen of that area. I think she's Miss Max. So I'm excited to hang out with her and scare the shit out of the locals. You know, I'm gonna bring. <laughs> I'm gonna bring some. I think I'm gonna bring the bat look. I want to be the vampire. And walk oh my god! Yeah. yeah, that yeah. and like yeah, the so, Omahians. <laughs> so I don't know how do you say. The people from Omaha sure, are <laughs> not used to the ghouls. Yeah, what so is they're gonna get? They're gonna get some monster for sure. Um, yeah, so I actually have a question because you're saying you were going through like all these rooms. Was there a Dragula challenge, like extermination challenge, that you saw that you were like, "Oh fuck, I would not want to get that one." Okay, there is only one, and that was in season three, and I think they made everyone do it. So it was hollow and. Eva that had that tube and they had to blow the roach back and forth like honestly I would do it because I'm not gonna fucking go home because I'm not that bitch to give up but I can guarantee you right now if that bug would have touched my face at any point I would have thrown up right through the fucking tube and hit the next person in the face with my vomit 
it would have it would have happened. Like I would like I just can't. Yeah, that one was a tough one. Like that would be a tough one for me. But the the raw intestine, like the raw meat for me, is just I. It's really tough to get on board with. Um, season one, I did eat the brain that you, Loris had to eat. I wanted, well, I wanted to see what it was all about because she was like, everybody was all that, whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. So I remember me and Sochi walked over. And we just like picked off a piece, and we're like, this is just like fucking rubbery eggs, girl. Oh my god, no! So it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I think you could eat a lot of it, but it wasn't gr- as gross as I thought. <laughs> right, because in season three they had to like chug it down with a glass of blood. Yeah, I think they had a meatloaf right in season two. That's when Dolly peaced out. She was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And it was like a little meatloaf with like bugs or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, bugs for me, big no no. I can't. I can't do bugs, but I will for the sake of my fame. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we're at the end of the time for today, but I just want to say um, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Everyone who hasn't watched yet, check out Resurrection and, um, you know, watch Frankie be just like this amazing creature, this super impressive. <laughs> thank creature. you. Yeah. And then, go, of course, check out um, Frankie on Instagram if you have a website or anything like that. Um, um, as of right now, it's mostly my Instagram that I use for everything because it gets me booked, it gets me busy. So it's okay. Frankie underscore Doom. And then or did you Facebook, say you a Twitch channel along. or was that on someone else's Twitch? What was that? Did you say you have a Twitch or was that some uh, show or something? Um, I made one and I never used it. So I was like, I don't know. I'm always in everyone else's show, so I don't want to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and Zochi were going to have some stuff going on. So we'll see. I might bring that back. We, we did one episode of Night of the Living Drag and that was really fun to do zombies. So I kind of want to do another one and do like vampires or aliens or something weird. That might come up soon. So we'll see. Keep your eyes peeled. I love dressing up. So anything Halloween related, we can make it happen all year long. I'm down. Oh, yes, I love it. Yeah, we can just, ex- yeah, we can go for another month. Why not? Since what it seems do? like Miss Rona isn't going anywhere and people aren't going to stay home or wear masks. We're going right. to have a few more months of nothing to do. So we'll be doing some more drag. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Queers from the Crib, Frankie Dude. Thank you for having me. Have an amazing time. So good to see you again. Yes, you too. Oh, and also, I before you go, just one more shout out. Um, a few years ago, we did do some videos that are still on YouTube. Um, there are some movie reviews. So if you're looking, we did, you said one of your favorites was The Exorcist. We did, mm-hmm. we did a review uh, of The Exorcist. We did Black Christmas. Black Christmas, uh, Ava's Possession, I think, um, and a couple of other ones. Yeah. Yeah. They were so good. I love doing that. I want to do that again. (laughs) I know. I know. Those are so fun. Um, So, yeah, if anybody wants a little bit more Frankie, if you haven't gotten enough and you want to see the amazing looks that you also produced for those, it's... um, Check it out on YouTube. I'll actually put the link in the podcast bio so that you guys can... I'm going to actually watch them again. (laughs) Yeah, they're really fun. All right. Thank you. Until next time. Thanks so much. All right. I think it's time for History of Horror. What do you got for us today? This week in horror history, we saw some really awesome films come out. We saw Halloween 5 come out in 89. We saw... Puppet Master also come out that year. And then we had The Nightmare Before Christmas in 93, Candyman in 92, Bride of Chucky in 98, The Grudge in 2006, 
Quarantine in 2008. It's like a lot of really like iconic horror films. That of course. I mean, it's October. So all of those movies are going to be coming out. You know, all those great horror films are going to be coming out during this month. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. I agree. But also, um, we saw The Exorcist, the play, open in the West End. In 2017, it transferred from the Birmingham production and transferred to the Phoenix Theater. Dime, why you do this to me? A strictly limited engagement um, of six months. Did you see it? No, it was in the Western in London. Oh, okay. That's how much I know listeners about theater. I am the <laughs> movie person and Jose is the theater person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but it got like positive um, reviews. And also, I want to highlight this week is like the birthdays of like iconic Anikanika divas. Okay. We are celebrating the birthday of Angela Lansbury. Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Yes. Jessica Harper, who was the final girl in the original Suspiria and came back for the remake. And she was also- Your favorite, Suspiria. I love that movie. And she was also in um, Shock Treatment and Phantom of Paradise. Oh, cool. I haven't seen either of those. I've seen Shock Treatment. Chiaki Kuriyama, who is, like, not a name that a lot of people will recognize, but, like, it's a diva in queer canon that we all know. She's the girl. Um, she was in The Grudge, in the, the original Juon, but she was also the crazy girl with the with the spiked ball in Kill Bill. Oh, okay. Yeah, you remember her from, like, that scene where she's, like, yeah. crazy-ass fucking killer? That's her. And she Love was also in Battle Royale. With a weapon. You know that. Yeah, like, she's so fierce. So it's her birthday today. Well, not Happy today, birthday to all those amazing people. Right. And, and, last but not least, who, like, horror queen, Lin Shay, who we all know from the insidious films, Critters 1 and 2, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Midnight Man, Tales of Halloween, Chillerama, Dark Moon Rising, and Snoop Dogg, Hood of Horror. What an amazing career. Listen to those credits. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that has been This Week in Horror History. Yay! Well, that was a fun discussion with Frankie. I'm so happy that the Halloween special came out. I'm really looking forward to Dragula season four. Um, you know, this is our last episode before Halloween. I just want to say I hope everybody's safe out there. Um, you know, be responsible. Try to have a good time this Halloween. It's a time to you know, entertain yourself the best that you can during this difficult year and celebrate a special holiday. Um, just try to escape, escape the darkness of this year a little bit and, and enjoy yourself, you know? Yes, and embrace the other kind of darkness. Yeah, the darkness. other darkness, the camp darkness, the queer darkness, the, the, the irreverence uh, and the subversive of our favorite holiday, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. that is great advice. So 
uh, Rob is out this week because he's in Salem. And um, I did see on Instagram some pictures that he shared. He is going all over. I saw that he was in Vermont. I saw that he was in Maine. He was like taking pictures outside of Stephen King's house and outside of a lighthouse. I haven't seen the film. I know. I heard he camped inside the gutter that that inspired the It one. The one in It. Really? Yeah, he like fully camped in the gutter. He slept that in the sewer. That is commitment, mama. That is <laughs> Would you do that? I would not. That's just not my jam. No, I don't think he did that. I'm joking. I think Frankie Jr. would probably do that, though, living in a haunted house for years. Right. <laughs> not the Tivana, mama. Well, that's it for this week on Queers from the Crypt. Thanks so much to all of our listeners. Uh, please, if you are enjoying the podcast, go ahead and leave us a comment. Uh, uh, rate the podcast and leave us a comment telling us that you're enjoying what we're doing. If you have any recommendations for possible segments or things that you want us to talk about or movie reviews that you want us to do, let us know because we, we want to cover everything. We love to talk about all things queer and all things creepy. And um, yeah, Go ahead and let us know what you want us to talk about. Endorse that. I endorse that. See you all next time. And don't forget to watch my movie. Good luck. Queers from the Crypt with Daniel Adams and Jose D. Alvarez is presented by Nightfix, featuring Wednesday Westwood as Cryptors from the Dark. Original artwork by Black Mast. Our original theme song is by Amanda Darkangelis. Queers from the Crypt is for informational, entertainment, and satirical purposes only. It is not endorsed by EC Comics or HBO or any of their subsidiaries. Tales from the Crypt, The Crypt Keeper, names, audio clips, and images are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. 